Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network. Stay tuned for an encouraging word from Pastor, Teacher Dr. James Sutton. Let's see what Pastor Sutton has to say to us today. This is Pastor Jay, and this is Friday's Focus. I'm sorry, Friday's Focus. And today I'm going to discuss a very sensitive subject. And uh, you might want to get your friends and please uh, share this uh, broadcast with you're listening on the YouTube page or the Facebook page or on the on again on the broadcast platform or walk in truth radio network. I'm going to talk about uh church hurt. And the reason why I'm going to talk about this is because of a conversation I had with a young lady that really had nothing to do with church hurt. We were discussing the Bible and her perspective. And uh I was discussing this on my my fellow podcasters platform T Drake. I didn't know it was live. I thought she sent me a a link to listen to the show that she normally does where she goes through the Bible. And she happened to be live. So I came up and we're discussing things and people and she threw it out there. She said, if you want to ask Pastor Jason questions, let's let's talk. And I'm not going to go into the conversation about the Bible, but what was very evident to me and to T was she's been church hurt. Okay. I was dialoguing, agreeing with her on some point, disagreeing on some point, but she was church hurt because all she did was talk about pastors and bishops and titled people. And, you know, I am again, I agree with her on a lot of these things. It's like, you know, these entitled titles. And um, you could tell she was really, really church hurt uh, to the point where I mistakenly labeled her, labeled her belonging to a certain group because she used their information and she said she wasn't that, but she was approaching Jesus from a, let's put it this way, a black nationalist um, perspective. Okay. And she was saying that she asked the bishop a question a long time ago and he couldn't answer her to her satisfaction. And again, like I told her, nobody knows everything. You know, and again, like I told her, she has some valid points, but but she was so visceral about it, so hateful about it. And the bottom line is when I asked T, I said, T, how did she come on before I got on? And T was talking about she, Tanika T, she was talking about how uh, she had been church hurt. And the lady said, you're right up my alley or you right. You hit me right at the spot now. And that's what I want to talk about, you know, um, Church hurt is real. And we need to stop sweeping it under the rug like it's all about the disobedience of the person, because that's one aspect of it. That is true. But church hurt is real. And the, the issue with this young lady was somebody hurt her. And I can hear it in her voice. I can tell the way she hated the titles. Okay, She hated them because somebody took advantage of her. Some institution took advantage of her. Because I could tell she had a love for God. And and, and 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 instead of holding the person 
responsible or the people responsible, regardless if they had a title or not, she blamed, air quotes, the church. All right. She blamed the church. And there's too many women in particular. Because men approach in a different way. Too many women in particular who've experienced at the hands of leadership. Just very, very uh, uh, bad abuse. Just horrific abuse. And most of it psychologically, some of it's financially, and some of it's, some of it's even sexually. Okay? And when it's discovered, they are the one who ostrac- they are ostracized because who are you going to go to higher than the leadership that's in charge of that church? God is going to take care of them. Don't worry about that. But while you're on this earth, who can you go to to plead your case that they will believe you? I've watched this personally. I've seen it happen where someone has been maligned, lied upon, uh, uh, financially taken advantage of, emotionally taken advantage of, spiritually misused by the scriptures and so-called leadership and have destroyed the person's faith in church. But it's not the church. It's the people. It's the people. It's that leadership. I've seen first ladies have a black heart. I've seen pastors scared or, or, or unable to check the out of control first lady. Say something stupid like this. And it's stupid. It's not what she does to you. It's what you do to her. Allowing her to continue to do what she wants to do. Never, ever holding her accountable. I've seen it. I've seen leadership pastors. Tell people to go on their 401k and, 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 and take half of it out and give it to the church. That's that's abuse. And the fact that that they believe they have that much control over the people that they would do something stupid like that. That their arrogance is to the level of testing their control by taking advantage. And a lot of them do that. They test their level of control like a cult to see how far they can push it. Videos you can pull up on YouTube Pastor telling his congregation Africa to eat grass. Oh, I mean, you, just, you mean you don't have to search hard when you can find these levels of abuse playing into the maniacal, evil, uh, 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 narcissistic leadership who wants to push the envelope. Push the envelope. How how much can I make these people do? And it has nothing to do with God, the Bible, salvation, or anything. You got pastors counseling people into their bedrooms, into sexual acts in these private counseling sections. And these people are getting abused. And by the time they wake up, they are hurt. They are just psychologically damaged, emotionally damaged, spiritually damaged. And again, they get they at that point. If they have any voice, 
Now their total voice is against the church. It's against pastors. It's against bishops. It's against all these uh, institutions. And what we do is keep on rolling or what they do is keep on rolling and sweep it under the rug. And then what you get is a statement like this. They were disobedient. They were just simply disobedient. No, they finally woke up and realized that you were stealing their life from them. And they wasn't going to take and they they weren't going to take it anymore. And they love the church so much that they come to you and to seek relief. And what you do is say something like this. It's not the church that's changed, it's you changed. And you need to get back in line. A lot of our churches are very cultish. And they're not the cult, they're not the church of God. They're not churches of God. They're churches of man. Anytime you walk into a building and the biggest picture in the church is a picture of the first lady and the pastor. Before you walk into the actual sanctuary, it belongs to them. The church belongs to Jesus. We are servants as pastors, teachers, clergy as a whole. We are servants that God has given us to be stewards over. We're supposed to be the greater servant. But as you know, in a lot of churches, the people put the pastor on the pedestal. You've been told a whole lot of things that let them control your life. And it causes you pain because there's something in you that realizes at some point, and a lot of times it's too late, that this is wrong. Yeah, when your bank account is empty, when you've been abused psychologically, when somebody else has to point it out to you, and you and I've seen this church hurt people have like that Stockholm syndrome. They will defend their abuser. They will when they're brought at first, they will defend their abuser. They'll make all kinds of excuses and they know they're being abused because the person is trying to wake them up. Wouldn't know nothing about it unless they mentioned it. And then when that person comes with them to them with the perspective that they're hearing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to say that they're being abused. They're being sucked into a cult. I've watched this. And what happens is they produce people from their cultish behavior who's just like them out here hurting people, maligning people. Anytime that you deal with people who only talk and they say, they say, they say, and you know when they're going to say they say, there's nothing good that's about to come out of their mouth. They're cloaking for somebody. They're hiding the true source of this malignment that's about to be said. Because if it was something good, they would say, oh, Sister Stephanie said this about you and it was good. But when they're about to really put you down, they say. And then they'll act like they're doing you a favor and act like they're doing a, doing something godly. Like, I'm not going to mention your names. Where does it say not do that in the scriptures? Scriptures replete, replete with mentioning names. But when you develop that kind of culture where people can hide behind other people and the leadership hides behind its own power to control the people and to manipulate the people, then that's what you end up with church hurt. And like I said, we need to talk about this. We need to, we need to be honest with this. This is happening. People learn to maintain control out of fear. God is not going to bless you. God is not going to do this for you. I'm in control of you unless you be here. 
uh, uh, God didn't tell you to leave his church. God did no freedom at all, no liberty. Think about it. You become a slave to the system called church. You become a slave to the system and it's not of God. You're church. You don't know the liberty of loving God and appreciating the newness of your life in Christ Jesus. You, you join the church out of the emotional sermon where the, where the pastor is a master at manipulating based upon your circumstances. Think about it. And I'm talking to the ladies more so than the men because the men catch it. Most men catch it. Most men, most strong, most real strong men catch it. But women, you're, you are the prey. And what's, what's interesting now in this time it used to be that male pastor preyed upon you, but now you might have because we have female pastors, she may prey on you and she's even worse than he is because she's one of you. You figured I, I, I sat on a man, he abused me. Let me go to a female. And sometimes these female pastors, they'll abuse you even worse. I've seen it firsthand. Where these pastors, male and female, simply require worship. Everything revolves around them. And they say they're doing it in the name of the Lord. And no, they're not. They're doing it because they can get away with it because nobody challenges them. They're doing it because, because they love the feeling of being in power. Their ego keeps growing because as long as they tell you what you want to hear. Excuse me. You'll keep worshiping them. You'll keep honoring them. You'll keep giving to them. You'll keep filling their bank account while yours is empty. And they'll tell you the reason why it's not working for you. The slot machine of God is not working for you is because you haven't given enough. You don't have enough faith. You, it's always your fault. Why they go on vacations on your money? While when you get into a Bible teaching church and you've been in church all your life, you realize how much you don't know. All they've done is bounce around, bounce you around emotionally through the scriptures and cherry pick, never taught you in context anything. I mean, think about you in a room full of women. A room full of women at your Bible study, which most Bible studies, especially in the black church, consists of a room full of women. And you're teaching about Bathsheba and David. And to test your power control over these women, you say this to them. Sit down, get ready for this. It was Bathsheba's fault for David raping her. That she could have said no. And because she didn't resist, because there's no nothing in scripture that says she did or didn't, but you're going to go with that she didn't resist. It's her fault. And the room full of women sit there and say, Amen. Now, do I need to go and how ridiculous that is, how abusive that is? Because they're not taking into account. They're thinking 21st century woman. We really have no kings. We have secular people authority over us. We have no kings. And I think about the closest thing to a king that could say that if you're not careful is the pastor, the bishop. 
what she he said is he took him. She should have said something. But the only problem is if you go back in time and and put it in the time frame that it was, she couldn't say anything because she was property. Women didn't have no rights in the time of David. David could have killed her and all of her family like he killed her husband. If the king wanted you and summoned you, you didn't get to say no. If the king wanted to bed you, male or female, you didn't get to say no. The prophet didn't blame the woman. If that's the case, the prophet would have told David, you know what? It's her fault. But 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 prophets told Nathan told David, you did this. You did this. Out of his lust and desires. And that's what I've seen some of these people do. I've seen out of their lust and desires, they literally take advantage of the people that they're supposed to be serving. And they create this, this, this ambiguous thing called church hurt. It's, it's ambiguous and nebulous on one end because it's many different facets. We could talk about, we could talk about the financial. We could talk about the emotional. We could talk about the physical. We could talk about the sexual. But it's church hurt and the blame goes straightly to them and they just wipe the whole, every church out as a say so when they walk into a church building they're looking for the shoe to fall they can't even see the message of reconciliation forgiveness or none of that because that last pastor hurt them because they trusted them and sometimes people spend years in this environment so when they finally wake up and leave they come infected, affected into a body of believers and then they tend to cause the problem because anything that has to do with discipline, anything that has to do with, with righteous discipline in the church by the leaders, they, 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 they get scared and they, 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 they uh, excuse me, they eventually uh, decide that they're going to buck up against it. Well, what they should have done was buck up against what was doing then and left a long time ago. But again, at least they're trying. And and those of us who are leaders, we have to be sensitive to that. No, we can't let them come in and just do everything. No. But you got to be sensitive when you hear their story. You need to ask about where they came from, why they left, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, if you're still doing letters, that's fine. But if you're not, you need to talk to them. You need to interview them. You don't let them just come in and just start. Because, and I'm saying, I'm not talking about getting saved. I'm talking about when you recognize that this is something's different, something's wrong, and they haven't expressed it yet, but you need to know so you'll know how to handle them and how to help them along and show them that you're not like the person of the past. We have to help them along. We have to figure out a way to deal with them. Because I, I, it's getting frustrating for me and others that are having these conversations with God-loving people. And these leaders have just destroyed their confidence in leadership and they become long rangers and their gifts are not being used because they have nobody. They have nobody that they're affiliated with. I'm talking about no fellowship that they're affiliated with to help develop their gift. And they're out here wrecking the reputation of God's church because they got hurt. Only thing I can say is those, yeah, those leaders going to be held accountable. But leaders who are here, we need to we need to call it like we see it. We need to call it like we see it.
I've seen, heard, uh, witnessed God eventually shutting a church down. And the reason was because there was too much abuse going on. And reconstitution of something that caused a person that much pain, the people of God that much pain, I haven't seen it happen yet. God will shut it down. But there's so many people that are lined up, that are the casualty, the fodder of church abuse. And therefore, they're called the church hurt. And again, too many pastors want to write them off as disobedient people. And there are some disobedient people. You know, the, you know, let's not fool ourselves. But a vast majority are not. They're just church hurt. And we have to be sensitive enough to them and let them tell their story. And not dismiss them because so-and-so pastor, so-and-so so bishop or so-and-so whatever is our friend and, and, and that kind of thing. And you know, and what I would tell you is if you got a lot of that going on, they're friends and they really are friends with the people. And, and, we, and they say that loosely in the church world because you don't know if they really their friend or not. Nine times at the end, they're like, just like them. So you're not going to get anywhere there. You got to continue to search. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. You got to continue to search for a Bible teaching church that teaches the Bible line by line and verse by verse and allows the Bible to tell you the subject matter of any given passage. And then you look for the side passage, ancillary passages that will will give you more uh, 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 clarification. You don't let these people twist the word of God. Because what ends up happening in these church, I mean, they'll twist it and it always leads back to you need to do something for them and then God will bless you. I call it the wimpy sermon or the wimpy prophecy. Give to them today and your check's in the mail on Tuesday. And there's too many Tuesdays where your check didn't come. And it's up Satan because even if your check came, you even hooked even more. So you give a little bit more, you give a little bit more. It's like a Ponzi scheme. That it came true. It came true. Let's say you did get $1,000 in the mail. And, and, and it, it, it arrived miraculously. Now, this is not something that you did that you thought is just coming late. It's just $1,000 out of the clear blue sky. There was no effort on your part other than what you gave. You know, you didn't work and receive a check that you weren't expecting. It's that kind of thing. Because most of the time, it's just like that. It was something that you may have worked for that you may have forgot or something, somebody, or they may have it down to the point where it's somebody anonymous will give you that because you requested that and you put a hundred dollars in and they sent you the thousand. Now watch this. I've seen this. Now you got the thousand, you come back in, you testify about the thousand and, and, and now they say, since God bless you, that test them again. Now you got the thousand, you got the thousand. Off of your 100. So really you got 900. They'll tell you. Trust God even the more. You take the. You take the five. And give it to them. So now you walk away with four. Nothing happens. They'll tell you. You didn't have enough faith. God told you to give it all. But now. Since you didn't have enough faith. And you only gave five. You got four. You need to give another thousand. And watch God move. So now you give the four that you had plus another six. 
and it didn't work. So you six in the hole. God say, you got to trust him even more. You got to give him a thousand to which you had no profit from. No, even, no, even one bet I've heard. Give your first check of every month to the church. And they will remind you how God bless you when you gave a hundred. You just not trusted him enough. And then you do so. And depend on your ability to continue to live. You'll do that until you wake up. Until somebody may pull your coattail and you tell them what you're doing. Because you, part of you has a question. You want somebody to tell. I've seen it. You want somebody to tell you that you're being scammed. But you don't. But, but there's part of you saying you really don't want to know. You, you want to stick your head in the sand. And you say stuff like this. I've heard this before. And that's when I know some people are getting scammed. They'll say... It's not important what he does with or she does with the money. It's important that I be obedient and give. No, God's going to hold you accountable for throwing your money down a rat hole. That's called being a good steward. You're supposed to be a good steward of your money. Throwing it into the rat hole, you're not going to have an excuse to tell them that. You're not going to be able to go to God and say, no, because you at some point were told it's a rat hole. And if you throw it down, you throw your money in a rat hole, they're going to eat it. And you're going to have nothing in, in, in return but a fat rat. These are the things that we talk about. I've seen it. You know, and I, like I say, emotional, financial, psychological, sexual. I mean, how devilish do you have to be to sit there and take advantage of some woman or some man who's hurting and you go from counseling them. You go from praying for them to praying on them and you end up having sex with them. They trusted you. Emotionally, they, they believe that you are the next thing next to Jesus and they are following the cultish behavior and they worshiping you, they worshiping you, they following you. And when they decide not to do what you told them to do, you ostracize them, you blackball them, you make them feel like an outcast all because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. You make them tell you when you're going when they're going on vacation. You say stuff like, make sure you leave your ties before you go. Because if you die without paying your ties, you're going to go to hell. I've seen it. The implicate you might not say it that way, but the implication is there. Like, you need to take care of my business and you label it as God's business before you go. Because if you don't make it back, you're going to be short. I've seen it happen. Manipulation to the highest level. Cultish behavior. Jim Jones, drink the Kool-Aid type of thing. David Koresh, those type of people. Yeah, in the church. Hurting people. And the leaders are not scared because God hasn't done nothing to them yet. But you're, the Bible says clearly you're going to have to pay for that. It says, it says better that you did not hurt one of these little children. And I'm paraphrasing. It's better that you didn't even, you were never born, that, that a millstone be tied around your neck. It's, you're going to regret that. But again, because God is so merciful with his grace and he's so, and he's so awesome with his long suffering for the church itself. You know, you think God is slack because he hasn't done anything. And it says, don't you know the goodness of God, the goodness, the fact that he forbear with your foolishness should lead you to repent. But you're not going to repent. 
because you're getting away with it, but you're not. You're not getting away with it, pastor, teacher, preacher, apostle, bishop, first lady, deacon, church member who are abusing people. You're not getting away with it. So say, Pastor Sutton, what's the answer? All right. It's simple. This not going to take long. Come out of those churches. They can only exist because there's people supporting them. Come out of those churches. Find you a good church. A good, don't worry about the events they have. Don't worry about the social, don't worry about the cake bake ministry. Don't worry about the bowling team. Don't worry about the softball league. Don't worry about none of that stuff. Come to the Bible study and see if teaching the word of God so you can understand it. Not tickling your ears, but convicting you to come to the cross. Come out of those rat hole churches. Find a church that will nourish you and will teach you how to stand on your own independent of the pastor. His teaching should be such that he will teach you how to stand on alone, stand on your own, looking forward to the fellowship of being built back up and getting back out here in this war to save souls. And if you can't make it to the church house, you are confident and you understand the teachings of God and you become a one man army, but never ever do you become a lone ranger because you got brothers and sisters in the fellowship you belong to that's want to stand by you and go out here and, and give people the gospel, which is the power of God under salvation for those who believe for the Jew first and to the Greek. And re-break these scriptures down so that you can walk by faith and not by sight and know the power and walk in the power of the resurrection. You just got to come out. So this is your Friday's focus. Please comment, 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 share, share, share. And also give a like, a thumbs up. I know some of you don't like this teaching, but you need it. This is just a conversation. If you wanna if you ever want to go into biblical detail about this, you can do that. You can call me. I'll be glad to discuss it with you. I'll be glad to help you. Not 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 even even come to mind, but you gotta be helped out of this situation. Because I don't want you to blaspheme the church because some abusive, hellbound, satanistic clergy member that took advantage of you. Okay. I don't want that to happen. So you can look at the description box and YouTube and see how to contact me. But you can contact me at uh, SUTTON968 at gmail.com. Uh, also, the WITM as in Mary IN, WITMIN at yahoo.com. Um, you can't send me an instant message. I get too many of those. So your best bet is to email me or you can contact me by sending me an, a text at 314-224-03. I want to use the number 224. I think it's 0369. Yeah, 224-314-224-0369. Or you can uh, look under, uh, and that's also my I'm sorry. Two three one four two two four zero three six five, and you can also use that for WhatsApp also. 
And if not, you can send me a text. I know this number. You can send me a text at 314-629-0024. And that's, you can reach me on WhatsApp on that way, too. Okay? Uh, again, if you want to discuss this, um, if you call me at either of those numbers, 314-224-0365 or 314-629-0024, please leave a message where I can contact you or text me your name. And then I, pro- I, will prom- I promise you I'll get back to you within at least... Uh, 48 hours okay to set a time that we can discuss this thing but I would love for the saints of God to really um, take heed and appreciate in this sense those who have been church hurt because they are still children of God and they just need to be given the healing power of the Holy Spirit and to know that somebody cares for them all right Again, this is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. Again, like, subscribe, and share. And remember, walk in the truth of the Lord, and I'll see you on the other side. And don't forget to tune into our YouTube page, Walk in Truth Radio Network. Peace. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Church Hurt is real. We would like to hear your story to help others who have been abused in church. Only when we speak up. Can we begin to heal from the pain? Please send your story confidentially to the email witminyahoo.com.